Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Return of the Vinnie Mac. Let's step into the ring. Welcome to In This Ring, the greatest wrestling podcast in the history of the universe. And now, Joe Pizzapia. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P. Joe Pizzapia. Welcome to In This Ring, the greatest wrestling podcast in the history of the universe. It is you, and it's me. We're talking all things wrestling here on the In This League Podcast Network. Don't forget, join the ITL Army over on Patreon today and follow us on social media, on Facebook at In This Ring, on the Twitter machine at In This Ring. Give us a follow there and at JoePizzaPia17. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your pods because I'm here every week talking wrestling again because football season's over and it's a lot easier for me to do that. And uh, what a day to be discussing wrestling. Uh, lots of rumors swirling around. Stephanie McMahon resigns as co-CEO last evening. Possible sale to Saudi Arabian company. What in the world is going on? I'm going to talk all about that. We'll actually talk some wrestling too, because I want to get in some uh, Kenny Omega love. That's right. Some Kenny Omega love from the Will Ospreay match, because I had a chance to catch that finally. And... Some other things going on in the WWE and NXT universe too. New Year's Evil last night. I want to talk a little bit about that. But before we get to anything else, we got to talk about, I mean, can't bury the headline. The dirt sheets all have it. Now that doesn't mean it's true. At some point today, the Wall Street Journal might have it, in which case it might be. But as of right now, there's a possibility, it seems, that WWE could indeed sell to basically a a Saudi Arabian billionaire company. Like that's what we're looking at potentially. And people are freaking out. And right now it's still a rumor as of 9 a.m. this morning on a Wednesday, the 11th of January, 2023. It's a rumor still. Uh, Do I think it's got some base to it? Probably. We know they're already in bed with them. We've seen the deals. We've seen the money and the money's flowing there. We always know that. Uh, Vince McMahon coming back to destroy what he created, possibly. I think what's fascinating, too, is I just recently, you know, it's a holiday season. So I watched It's a Wonderful Life with my children, as we always do. We watch it every year. Love it. Makes me cry every year because I'm an old softy. But Mr. Potter, you know, Mr. Potter reminds me of Vince McMahon right now. Or should I say vice versa? Because I feel like Mr. Potter would rather burn down Bedford Falls than see it go to George Bailey. And it's kind of what I feel like Vince McMahon is right now. And, and you know, when he's pushing the family out, I understand pushing Shane out. Shane seemed very concerned with Shane. Stephanie and Triple H clearly seem like the people to take this company to the next regime. And they had so much good favor after Vince stepped aside. All that good favor resulted in what you saw this past week, which was the highest pre-sale ever for WrestleMania in LA. Gangbusters, right? It's because of some of the good faith that people have in the direction the company was going. Then Vince McMahon comes back last week, gets rid of a couple people on the board. I mean, this is this is like a movie. This is like a bad, horrible train wreck of a movie. 
And there's many suitors, Comcast, Disney, a few other ones. To me, Comcast always makes the most sense. I've spoken about this to other people too. You're already in bed with Peacock. You're already in bed all these years with NBC. The relationships there, the USA network is owned in that branch of networks. It all just makes sense. And I'm hoping this is just a leverage point to soak more money out of them. But we have to at least entertain the concept that this rumor is true. And if we're going to entertain that, we have to talk about what the fallout is. And the first thing that comes to mind for me is the half of a century that WWE has been pushing this all-American narrative on itself and on its fans. USA, you know, we're the first show on after 9-11. We're the ones going to entertain the troops, doing all these things. You know, look, they have made no bones about it over the years. They have made money off of it, but they've also done a lot of good being a very American company and very proud American company that has basically, you know, you could say uh, exploited. I could use that word a little bit at times. You could also call it what it is too and done a lot of good, whether it's doing a lot of good for the Make-A-Wish Foundation, doing a lot of good for our troops and entertaining them wherever they are. And that's why you kind of struggle sometimes with WWE because it's like a lot of other things in our life as we get older. As children, we have a um, an ignorant bliss about things. And as we get older, we start to learn things more complicated. We just want to watch wrestling when we're kids. I just want to write, watch wrestling now as an adult. The problem is you understand how the real world works and some of these things, and it starts to taint some of those things a little bit and shine a negative light on some of the things that you love. And it's difficult. You know, Vince McMahon, genius at what he did, absolutely. Created the thing that we love, absolutely. Brought it to a place where you could have a WCW do what it did on the scale it did. A lot of that is because of what WWE built in the 80s with the original WrestleMania and all of their deals and programming. You wouldn't have... ECW, you wouldn't have AEW on the scale that it is now. Still 14 times smaller than WWE financially, but nonetheless, a TV show that's a wrestling show twice a week, doing pay-per-views, employing people, that's important. And Vince McMahon, I, as I said this when he left and we were talking about this not that long ago, it seems, it seemed like, you know, we had to come to grips with like this, this guy who did a lot of things that really made an impact on us also did some horrible things. Said he should be punished for those things. And it doesn't mean it negates every good thing you ever did or everything you brought to the world, but life is complicated. And this situation's complicated too, because I can tell you right now, if indeed you sell to a Saudi Arabian company, there will be enormous backlash in that California, LA, SoFi environment at WrestleMania. There will be enormous backlash from the talent. Sami Zayn comes to mind, obviously, first. And I know a lot of people are talking about that, too. I think he would just walk straight away. And I don't blame him. Uh, Sami has incredible principles. And I think it's very important for him to maintain those. And I have nothing but respect for him if this happens and he walks straight away, which is so sad and devastating as a wrestling fan and as a Sami Zayn fan all these years because he's finally gotten to the place where he's a big deal. He is the star of the show, or at least one of the stars of the show, and it sucks. Kevin Owens, I think, would leave, uh, along with Sami Zayn. Uh, if if part of this deal is Vince McMahon getting head of control again, Triple H will leave. 
you know, we can all argue that Stephanie stepping aside was because, look, they're selling the company. There's nothing else I can do in this role. Or I'm stepping aside because I refuse to be part of this selling to a Saudi Arabian company. That makes a lot of sense, too. They both do. There's a part of me that's still a cockeyed optimist that wants to believe that somehow it's the other case where it's just, hey, we're going to sell the company now. Paul's in charge of creative. Things are on the right track. And I've just, it's time for me to go away. My dad's back. He's going to handle the business stuff. And now I can go be with my kids. I mean, they got three kids. Let's not forget. I mean, I've got two kids. It's a lot, especially as they get older. You want to be there and around for the things they're doing because it goes fast, boys and girls. It goes fast. But man, it's a real kick in the nuts this morning when you wake up and you see this. And it's a gut punch because a lot of us were very optimistic. And then when Vince came back, Last week, we thought, oh, no, okay, everything's going to be okay, everything's going to be fine, it's going to be fine. It's like that that meme of that dog sitting in the room that's on fire, and now here we are engulfed in flames. Here we are. This is where we're at. So it's a lot to take in. I'm hoping it's leverage. Uh, I, I You know, the other hurdle, too, is it's got to go through approval, and I don't know if it would. And if they sell to this PIF Saudi Arabian conglomerate of whatever the hell it is this investment public investment fund it is it is a really tough look in this country especially of what's gone on there in the last few years and you know i always had mixed feelings about them doing the shows in saudi arabia because on one hand i say oh this cash grab it's blood money all this horrible things and then i look at the faces of the kids in the audience and i think what a cool thing to see them joyful with this part of Western culture. How special is it for those little girls who are in that audience, and there were little girls in that audience, to see women wrestling? It's pretty special. It's gonna have a big impact on the gay, lesbian contingent of talent. It's going to have a huge impact, I think, on uh, the female talent as a whole, too. It's a very difficult situation that Vince McMahon's come back and put this company into, if indeed this is true. Very difficult. The only thing we can do right now is wait. Wait and see if all of this is true and what's going on. Um, Sami Zayn was trending on Twitter this morning, but uh, it certainly, it just, mm. I mean, uh, Ariel Hawani, who, you know, I'm just seeing now eight minutes ago posted this on Twitter. Contrary to reports saying otherwise last night, there is no deal in place at this precise moment for WWE to be sold to Saudi Arabia's public investment fund or any entity. Uh, I'm sure they're talking to them though. Because they are known for overpaying for things that they can because they have billions of dollars flowing all over the place. As I said to somebody yesterday, more than one person, I said, my personal opinion is this is a leverage point to get the most they can out of somebody else. I'm sure just even floating this or leaking this on purpose out there as it has leaked in the dirt sheets you got a pretty strong sense of what the public response to this sort of deal might be. It's not a good business look. It's not. And I know the stock has gone up in the last couple of weeks because of all this sale talk. That's what stocks do. But I don't know, man. I don't know. I think at the end of the day, I still feel I hope. Perhaps it's my naivete. My cockeyed optimism. This is not the case. And of all these people who have reported in all their sources, Ariel Hawani, to me, is 
that's the real source. Like that's, that's a real journalist doing real things who has real connections. So I'll say it again, contrary to reports stating otherwise last night, there is no deal in place at this time, at this precise moment for WWE to be sold to Saudi Arabia or any other entity, the Saudi Arabia's public investment fund. It would be a PR disaster for this company that has built such an Americana iconic brand to turn around and sell, not sell to a foreign company, but sell to a Saudi Arabian company. That is a big push. That is a big heavy lift. And as a fan, you have to wonder like, is that how I want to spend my money? And I don't blame the fans. At the end of the day, do I still want to watch? Yeah. Is it going to be in the back of my head? Yeah. Was it in the back of my head every time I watched some of those events in Saudi Arabia? Yes. Did I watch them anyway? Yeah, I did because I'm a fan. But the one-off paydays, which again, I also look at that as a situation where, you know, some of these aging superstars, you know, they go out there and they they make a million dollar payday for one night's work. Good on them because they don't have benefits packages. They didn't have health insurance and they work for WWE. So, yes, I know a lot of those guys did make a lot of money, but still, for them to get some one-off paydays later in life, like if Kurt Angle goes out there and gets $2 million one day, like I ain't mad at that. You know, Kurt Angle earned that. So, again, it's it's we live in a world of gray. Black and white, it's just not the world we live in. So we have to figure that out for ourselves. So enough business. Let's talk wrestling. I want to talk about New Japan because got to check out the Omega... Osprey match and what's so fascinating about this match to me is once again the reminder and it's funny because I talked I mentioned it on the show just a couple weeks ago how much I enjoyed Kenny Omega when he was in New Japan and I have not enjoyed him in the States and this was a stark reminder of why his whole presentation and wrestling style is completely different it's completely different than it is in AEW in AEW you got a bunch of Dancing girls coming out in 1980s Jane Fonda workout gear holding up brooms. In New Japan, Kenny Omega comes out and he looks like a rock star. He looks like, you know, something out of an anime sort of villain. Like, it looks, the whole presentation's different. And everybody knows I'm a big Will Ospreay fan. First time I saw Will Ospreay wrestle, 2016, I believe. 2016? So, long time ago. He's a very skinny kid basically that amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals from courses to help you attain or retain certification to individualized coaching services to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen management concepts optimizes your professional development online in person individually or groups it's training that's measurably better learn more at managementconcepts.com that's managementconcepts.com. And I go back, you know, ways watching Will Ospreay. And always been a big fan of his work. And I think his work has just been fantastic in the last two years. I, to me, like, out, if you ask me, like, outside of Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn and Cody, like, outside the WWE crew and, you know, maybe MJF and AEW who had the best year, last year, Ospreay was top five for me. Like, I, I thought Ospreay was just a rock star. And he came to AEW and he was fantastic there. How he loses, I don't know, but whatever. He lost to Kenny Omega too, by the way. Spoiler alert. But match was great. And, you know, huge bumps. And, you know, look. Athletic. Fantastic. Much more hard hitting. 
and look, maybe there's some real animosity with these guys, and that's part of it. I think it's just a work, but I overall, man, this is frustrating. Because this is not the Kenny Omega I get when he's hanging around with his with his goofball buddies. Like, you just don't get this. And I don't want to sound all Jim Cornetti here, but he ain't wrong. And it's funny, because I heard him talk about the same thing, where it's like, he, now I like this match more than he did. He always picks up, he always hates everything at the end of the day, and I love Jim for it. But at the same time, he was right about a couple things here, which he was right about, this is a great match, and it's a stark representation difference. And it's all I could think about when I watched it. And... I literally said it, I think it was the last show or two shows ago, how just frustrating I am. Like, I, I enjoyed Kenny in, you know, at Okada and Kota Bushi. I, I enjoyed, uh, you know, him fighting Naito. I enjoyed his series with Chris Jericho. The first one especially. The second one was lesser. But the first one especially was really good. I enjoyed that stuff. It was great. And then AEW, it just has fallen flat for me. So, I mean, I hope he brings that over here. And I... And, I think it was the last show because then I mentioned like, well, like you won, so obviously he's got to have a belt, and that's that's also part of it too. It's like if Kenny Omega doesn't walk around with a belt, then what the hell is the point of Kenny Omega? Like all these guys, like if you're a star, you don't need a belt. You know who's proving that? Seth freaking Rollins proves that. Does Seth Rollins need a belt? Nope. Does Becky Lynch need a belt? Nope. They don't. They're just over. They do great work. They're great characters. They don't need it. They're true stars. And if you're gonna be a true star, you don't need a belt. You know, it's one of those things about CM Punk did not need a belt. CM Punk didn't want to win the championship by all reports. So again, uh, can we carry that over, please? I know I'm speaking into the ether and it's not going to happen, but it would be nice. It would be nice. Uh, in AEW last week, we also got the Daniel Bryan MJF program starting, which is going to be fun. The going back and forth with the mama jokes was infantile, but amusing. Again, that's going to be something that I want to see. So AEW's got me there. I saw somebody else make a posting saying, you know, that's a snarky comment of all AEW does is put ex-WWE people with championships and they showed a picture and everybody save Pac is an AEW star right now. Whether it be Orange Cassidy, MJF, Jamie Hayter, Jade Cargill, etc., etc. And I don't count MJF being a bodyguard in the scene and being a, you know performance center flunky as being in wwe Pac was and and good on them that they finally woke up and smelled the coffee and did that the problem is this for me right now i love that that's what's happening and that's where they're at but why do you have all this other wwe talent signed then because you're not using them if you have if you're using miro if you're using Andrade, which I know is very complicated right now, but if you're using some of these, I mean, even Alistair Black to a certain extent, you know, it's like, how many times can they just reinvent the House of Black? And I just, every time I'm just like, and so, like, you have to push them too. You can't just reinvent them. Like, you know, they go away for a month and they reinvent and then they add people and then they reinvent. Like, it's just, ugh. you know, you got to book it too. You just have to book everything. It's not enough. If I'll tell you, man, I my I would love to go in and book AEW because I, I think there's so much there that you could get out of a lot of those people that's not being gotten out of them. We'll see tonight if Sasha Banks is indeed or Mercedes Monet is that person. I believe it's going to be. And 
I'm sure the selling of the company was part of the reason why she didn't go back either because the company was not in a place to start handing out million dollar contracts to people. Because the first thing when a company buys another company is they start looking around to turn the fat of things they don't like. And if somebody thinks making more money than they think, you're the first person to go. So now that makes a lot more sense to you. This whole Vince returning, that probably turned some people off too. But there's more people returning to WWE. I mean, the Revival clearly are on their way back. Eric Young, my friend EY, is on his way back. There's other people on their way back to this company. And now it's uncertain and it's a tough situation. It's a very tough situation. But it is good that the belts are on all these different folks. Now, it's a shame that we missed the boat on the Scorpio skies of the world. It's a shame that the inconsistent booking of Hangman has been the way it was. Um... Now we're back with him and Moxley. Maybe that will save it a little bit. It might. It might. I've never been the biggest. Look, when he was Dean Ambrose, I found him amusing. But as a as a wrestler, I, I found him always more interesting as a character than as a wrestler. And that's and now that he's just kind of a tough guy, it's less amusing. So I'm less into it. That's just, that's just me personally. It's my take on, you know... Uh, he also does a lot of the other kind of wrestling that I don't care for personally. You know, the blood and gut stuff, it's great when it has a purpose. But when you do it all the time, it loses its luster. It loses what makes it special. But AEW definitely has an opportunity here with some of the new talent and the way that they've stationed them to do good work. Now you have to book them. Now you have to give them real feuds like it matters. Because it feels like Orange Cassie right now. It's just kind of like they put the belt on them and now what? Now, MJF with Daniel Bryan is the way to go because this is smart. What they're doing is they're using the proven talent to teach these younger guys how to get over, and that is good. And if Daniel Bryan should take the belt away from MJF, I'm not mad at that decision either. Uh, but no bad can come of them working together. That's going to be extremely entertaining to watch. Other things going on in WWE, we have the Uncle Howdy, a.k.a. looks like Bo Dallas uh, situation here. Turning Alexa Bliss, which is good. I like this. That's fun. Uh, you also have possibility of, I've even heard Switchblade Jay White. Uh, another guy that was watching since, you know, God, 2015, 2016, when he was all clean shaven and pretty boy. Uh, and the first time I saw him, I was like, this guy's really good, you know, and he's come such a long way. He looks like he's going to be returning to the States too. Maybe he's another one of these guys. Look, there's a lot going on here. And I know I didn't talk about this, you know, because it happened around the holiday season and stuff like that. But the Mandy Rose thing, too. She went on the Tamron Hall show. She went on to talk about being fired and hurt by that process. And she said, I wasn't informed of why I was fired, which <clears throat> seems weird to me. I think legally they have to tell you these things. But you know what clauses are in your contract. And if you don't, then you shouldn't be signing contracts. Like, I, I know the things that I'm allowed to do and not allowed to do, being somebody who works in the media. And for a company that has a certain reputation in its industry, you know what you're getting into with these things. And if you see Chelsea Green, who's also returning to WWE impending right now, pending right now, return. Her OnlyFans is closed up. I heard that the other day. So, obviously, everybody got the message. And I think the message was pretty clear. And I'm pretty sure at some point, somebody got in her ear and said, hey, be careful with this. But the money was good. And you know what? If she's making a million dollars and she was making 250K instead, go make a million dollars. Save your body. 
You know, it's a lot easier to take videos of your naked body than it is to take back bumps. I can tell you that firsthand as someone who did it for years and years and years as a fight choreographer for 20 years. And I was taking it straight on hardwood floors, my friends. Okay. You know, we had crash pads and things of that nature, but not when you're on a stage working. No, no, no. You have to learn how to fall properly. So it's a lot. It's a lot going on there, a lot to unpack, but at the end of the day, I do think that she, it's up to her. I thought that Mandy Rose was somebody when she got called up, had all the potential to be an absolute star. They mismanaged her. They always said they misbooked her too. They tried to make her super sexy. And that really, even though she's a beautiful woman, she's not like this sex pot kind of woman. And she's still doing that online because she's very attractive and all this stuff. But to me, she was like a tough girl from Jersey. And if they just let her be herself, she always felt uncomfortable, you know, walking down to the ring and like, stroking her arm and all that no the camera turns to gold it was like okay like it just didn't it felt inauthentic to me and her run in nxt was anything but that i think it was much closer to the person she was and that's why it was working and that's why she held the belt so long and it was good i think aw would be very smart to make her an offer the problem is if i'm her you have to make a decision are you just going to make a couple million dollars off this other thing are you still going to be famous enough to do that in six months for or a year from now do you go back to wrestling? Do you put your body at risk? It's a lot of things to wonder about. But if AEW is smart, they bring her in. They pay for Mercedes Monet. They paid for Tony Storm. They've got Jamie Hayter. They got Britt Baker. Now you've got a women's division. I think she does very good too. I always enjoyed her. Riho, I don't get. I don't understand the love for Riho. But but Sheeta, I like. And Sheeta loves wrestling. Like Sheeta is like, she's tough. She loves wrestling. She wants to be out there, you know, a very unheralded worker, I think. So they got the makings of, I think, of a possible women's division that you would care about, that you actually want to sit and watch. Because if you look at the ratings, you know, the Jade Cargill match kills, I mean, it just absolutely killed ratings if you look at the dip. And then people came back for Samoa Joe match. Uh, and, and I get that. So again, a lot going on, a lot to unpack. One more thing to yesterday was NXT New Year's Evil. Yeah, Dijak back. Yay, beating Tony D'Angelo, who's useless to me. Good to see Dijak. Yeah, Gallus return. Mark Coffey is back. And Wolfgang, yes, good. Uh, Braun Breaker versus Grayson Waller was pretty good. Great wacky finish to that, too. I've never seen that finish. The middle rope breaks on Grayson Waller. He falls out of the ring. He gets counted out, so he doesn't look weak. I think Braun Breaker is probably... Hit his limit in NXT. I'd like to see him drop the belt to Grayson Waller at the next big event. I love Grayson Waller. Everybody knows, you listen to the show, love Grayson Waller. I think he's a star. He's got the right look. Incredible mic skills. Incredible promo. Great character. Great heel. Really athletic. <clears throat> young. Every, he clicks every box. Checks every single box. Braun Breaker, I really like. I think Braun Breaker is kind of limited in what he can be, although he is really talented. I want him to change the gear. I hate the eighties crappy wrestling singlet. Thing. I just hate it. It look, I don't know. It just doesn't work for me. I'd like to see him change the gear, go more, you know, Rick Steiner, less, you know, Scott Steiner. actually more Scott Steiner, less Rick Steiner. Thank you. Sorry. I hate when I get my Steiners crossed, you know, by the way, speaking of Steiners, I just heard the Pearl Harbor famous promo again. God, it's just what a treasure Scott Steiner was at times for stupidity. How great. But anyway, getting back, Grayson Waller's a star. Braun Breaker, it's it's done. The run is over. You can feel the crowd 
is kind of like, okay, it's great. Braun Breaker's great. I want to see something new. That's the perfect time. You move on. And this was smart because you could see they didn't want Grayson Waller to take a pin and look weak here. So now you're going to have the rematch. You're going to do this at the big event when they have the first live event that they've had in years out there in public on the road. So that's great. It's a big deal. So I'm looking forward to that. Charlie Dempsey fought too. So great to see Charlie Dempsey on the card. And then you have uh, Gigi Dolan, JC Jane uh, winning the whole battle Royal situation there. And uh, now they are going to both take on Roxanne Perez. So interesting booking there. I'd like to see both of them move up too, because they could use some more women in the tag team division. I believe 2023 will be the year of tag team revitalization in the WWE because you've got the street profits, the Viking Raiders who gosh, the Viking Raiders were so good with the Street Profits and NXT. Man, those matches were so great. Standing ovation matches. I remember watching those. Amazing. If you get FTR back in the mix with the Usos, New Day gets healthy. Ooh-wee. That's going to be good. So we shall see where things go. Keep your fingers crossed, everybody, that we get some good clarity to the situation with the sale. They're going to sell to somebody. It's happening. The question is who, and the question is why, and the question is what happens after. But until we get the truth, all we can do now is just enjoy wrestling. So go do that. Go enjoy wrestling by listening to more episodes of In This Ring. Go check it out at In This Ring on the Twitter machine at JoePizzaPia17. And subscribe wherever you get your pods to In This Ring. So you know every time a great piece of content drops here on the ITR. That'll do it for me. And that's the bottom line. Because Joe P said so. I'll buy WWE. I got some money here. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com.